So, Armand, thank you so much for joining me. Um, it's a real honor and a pleasure to speak to you, my friend. We've been talking behind the scenes for quite some time now, and we finally get to do an interview. So, thank you. Thank you for having me. No, that's good. And thank you, Josh, for joining us as well. Um, well always a pleasure to see you, my friend. So, of, of so yeah, let's let's just kick things off with. Um, so, you're from Malmo, Sweden, originally. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Correct. Excellent. Um, and you is it Barcelona that you currently reside? Uh, no, I used to live in Barcelona a couple of years ago. Um, okay. Did my master's there and worked there for a few years. And then now I'm currently in Berlin in my girlfriend's house. And um, yeah, I mean, I go back and forth between Malmo and Berlin um, and have been doing so throughout the pandemic. Um, cool. It's yeah that's it's it's home but it's a shared home i would say cool no worries man so let's jump into why we're really here we're here to talk about ufos man so what got you interested in the subject um i I think i was always um since a little kid i think um watching like sci-fi movies and i think i remember the first one i ever watched which really caught my eye was like independence day uh, which came out in 94, 95, something like this. Something yeah. like that, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was born in 91, so I, I, I think I saw it a couple of years after it had come out. But um, it was just something about the the strangeness of it all, the, the fact that um, like there's, there's a potential that we're not alone and that there might be different worlds out there. And uh, I remember going to um, this planetarium with my seventh grade class or something like this and remember sitting in this like big observatory and you know they had these showcasings of the space and galaxies and stuff like this and i don't know i was just blown away by it and i thought um i've always been intrigued by that sort of almost unknowable inevitable (laughs) if that makes sense sure absolutely man and um yeah over the years after that it's sort of been a little bit more formalized. I sort of dived into more and more like websites and people who do research into this and um, and all the different Reddit threads that people encounter over <laughs> over time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's that's basically how I got into it and where I am today in, in terms of this this topic. Nice man. Nice. I think it sounds quite familiar to a lot of people. Uh, who go yeah. through that kind of growing up sci-fi <clears throat> interests and that. So, yeah, that's cool, man. Um, are you aware of any UFO cases from Sweden at all? Yeah. Um, I mean, I there is a UFO Sweden community slash organization. Um, I think there has been a few of them. I know a few of them, at least, that uh, I've never personally experienced anyone, anything, but... Um, there is one that really I remember I was going to go to this um, this training and I was watching the TV at home before going to to this training session. And I think it must have been around 12 or 13 years old and I was watching the national uh, TV channel. And then suddenly they caught into this broadcast, emergency broadcast, and it was these um, they were showing these camera thing. Um, somebody had shot it with their camera on their phone these lights that were flying next to um, an, an airplane, which wow. was traveling over this, this um, city called Buden in the north of Sweden. <clears throat> and you could see it quite like in a lot more resolution than 
most other things you see today. Um, just it was just like I think it was six glowing these six glowing orbs, yeah. and um, <laughs> I remember I was just in shock after this. I remember because it it wasn't a national TV thing, and I went to the training session after that, and I asked around. I was like, did anyone? see this like <laughs> and i expected to read about it in the news and everything but <clears throat> never heard anything about it and <clears throat> sorry about that okay. i uh i try to you know google it and do some research research on my own but i've never seemed to be able to find this thing but it turns out some other people had seen it as well that i trained with so that was that was probably for me at least the most formidable case in sweden that I've come across. That's yeah. amazing. I want to see that now. Well, I really yeah, want to see too. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I still, I still have the the images printed in my mind. So yeah, That's I'll try and find it for you guys. Yeah, please yeah. do. I'm gonna do. I'll do some Thank digging you. as well. But I, I was doing a little bit of research earlier, and I found this one case about a suspected landing in 1946. So we're going pre-Roswell here, and it was in. Wow. Now I'm going to murder this name. Is it Kronoskogen? Kronoskogen. Okay. A forested area near Ang Angleholm or Angelholm in Sweden. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, apparently they've they've got a memorial statue uh, apparently on the site of where they landed. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, I um I remember that. I thought it was near Hesleholm. It's it's both both places are like one hour away from my city, my town. Um, which yeah, it's it's definitely probably the most famous case in Sweden. Um, right. I don't remember exactly the, the details about it because I think in Sweden, it's sort of um, the way people and media tend to stigma talk about this. Like the stigma yeah. is quite bad, yeah. Yeah, and it's also this like kind of scare, like, I, th I think there's this fear for, I mean, possibly a logical fear for just anything that might be sensational, anything yeah. that might be out of the ordinary, they, um, there's a tendency to sort of make it seem as just this crazy thing that had like a crazy person rather than a crazy story and it's uh, so for me it becomes sort of boring to take part of this narrative sometimes or to read this narrative which essentially is just like um um it's like a quirky thing rather than something that is really really interesting yeah mm -hmm. and uh, so for me, that case, I, again, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was something similar to Roswell. Yeah. Or not necessarily Roswell. but It wasn't really a crash, but it was just a landing. Yeah. <laughs> it was a landing, yeah. But it was definitely yeah. an interesting one. That's, it stood out for me because it showed the the monument of, of like um, of what the craft looked like. And I thought, you know, yeah. that's uh, it must be quite something quite serious if they're willing to put a statue or a monument somewhere to, to represent yes. what happened so many years ago. So... Okay. Yeah. I should go and visit it soon. That'd be cool, man. Uh, Josh, did you have any questions? Yeah. Um, so I was reading your Mixmag um, article, which came out last month, um, which was great. I really enjoyed it. I've read it a few times now. So, yeah, it was. It was oh, thank you. Yeah, it, it was um, a good one. Um, I wanted to touch on something because you mentioned in there that you're, you haven't had a sighting personally, but your friends and family have. Um, so I was asking, I was just going to wonder if, um, if you can expand, expand on maybe like a family, a member's story at all, or if, um, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I think my immediate family, my immediate family hasn't had one as far as I can right. remember, but, um, my, uh, a friend of mine or a former best friend, um, 
back when I was in my first year of university, um, he was in Sweden and I was in Edinburgh writing to him on my dorm. It was must have been like something something like eight, 1 a.m. at night. <clears throat> I had a horrible routine back then, so I was up very late. Yeah. Um, and we were just chatting as we were doing essentially every night, sending music back and forth. And he was staying in a small community uh, next to Malmo, which is it's a very quiet, um, very affluent area. And he started writing me and texting me a little bit more in a panic type of language, saying that he was seeing these blue lights um, reflecting off of his window and he thought they were police sirens. Um, because a couple of years, or like a year before then, at that point, somebody had ordered drugs to his address and then un unbeknownst to him, and then police had come and he had gotten into a whole sort of trouble. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so he called his dad and they went out to the street and they were, uh, yeah, it's like, he just texted me like, yeah, I'll be, be right back. And then he comes back in a few minutes later and he says, uh, this is the craziest thing that I, I don't know how to explain it. And uh, we're writing on MSN, if you regard that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. With <laughs> all the uh, cheesy usernames. And um, he um, he describes a blue orb that was just levitating 20 meters above their house slowly and just wow. moving across the neighbors, the trees in the neighbor's uh, yard and had this like pulsating quality to it, like light blue to dark blue. And it was just moving s relatively slowly and completely silently. And he comes back in and tells me this, what had just happened. And I'm writing him because at this point I'm like, I'm, I'm into this topic, but I'm not crazy about it yet. Like, yeah. yeah. But I'm like my, it just ignites something in me. And I was like, you need to go out there and see what you can do and see what you can see. And, um, so he does and this time he brings out his mom and his parent and his dad as well and then they see this thing hovering a little bit further down uh, across the neighbor's yards and then it just shoots up and starts having these like rainbow colors wow, wow. and cool. and i was uh, i was nerdy enough about this topic so that i remember having seen something on youtube which was these like ufo lights in hullebygen which it's called which was essentially to the day, two years after that video had come out. Wow. And it was showing similar lights, like a light, like rainbow things in the sky, um, regardless of whether what the veracity or act, like truthfulness behind that video was. I think this person, my friend was extremely credible. And I went to visit him and his parents a few weeks later who were completely agnostic and uninterested in this topic and they just really told me a story that was exactly the same as what he had seen um and uh really yeah. cool yeah and multiple so that, witnesses as well anything that involves multiple <laughs> witnesses especially exactly. when it's people a bit older like parents and stuff who have no reason exactly. to lie or be untruthful it yes. just adds adds so much credibility to it so and they're yeah. part of like a generation they're part of like a generation as well where it was harder to talk about it so you know if they're going to talk about this in a serious way then it's probably going to be a genuine sighting as well so yeah it's, it's really cool really cool yeah yeah and it's they were all of them were saying like very in a very scientifically agnostic way it was like we don't know what it was yeah but 
it seemed very strange for it to be anything remotely human. Sure. Which was yeah. good enough for me to believe, or at least give the give it the possibility that, that they saw something quite incredible. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, nice. And you've had and you've had no um, sightings yourself, I don't think. I think you mentioned that in the <laughs> article as well. You haven't actually seen something yourself or no. No, no. no I mean I think I think there is a certain type of bias that I'm susceptible to because I want to believe, of course. But so sometimes when you're, I do, I fly all the time in my in my job. <clears throat> Sorry, and <clears throat> sometimes when I'm awake on an airplane, I look out and you know you want to see something, you want to sort of have this thing. <clears throat> but I think I would be doing myself a disservice if I actually just said I had seen something rather than saying. I probably didn't see anything because yeah, it doesn't really change anything. There is plenty of interesting stuff out there. I would love for for something like this to happen to myself, but I would Me love too. it to be a little bit more like clear cut yeah. and yeah, like hard right. to disprove. Well, yeah, I, I think we're all in the same boat because I haven't actually seen a sight. I don't think you've seen something, Vinny, ever have you? No. Nope. So yeah. A shame. I think nice. there's some type of. I think I hope there's some type of like karma accumulation that is accruing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. So listen to all the. I mean, you obviously keep up with the subject as well. Do you have a favorite case from any era, whether it be modern or historic, from any country? Is there anything that you would always sort of think of when when you, when somebody mentions UFOs? A case that really stands out. Um. I think there are, for me right now, um, I would say there are two that, I mean, or actually three. I mean, Roswell is the classic one. Yes. It's yeah. just something which um, it's hard to not find fascinating. And But I think the most interesting ones are either the Phoenix Light case or, um, yeah. Love that one. or I mean, Bob Lazar, really. Bob Lazar, of course, um, yeah. If you can call him a case. But that can, yeah, story. of course. I mean, yeah. so many unanswered questions there that I think most people really want to get to the bottom of, you know. So yeah. great, great choices, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and we were just talking before about movies and you mentioned Independence Day. But again, in the Mixed Mag article, you mentioned that you just recently watched Arrival for like the 15th time. So <laughs> yeah, is, that, is that a film you great really movie. resonate with or you really find something in that movie that really stands out? I think, I mean, um, from just the um, from just the point of a like movie production quality, I think it is an incredible and it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think the way that it's shot, the actors are doing a great job. Also, the way in which language becomes like the focal point of this, like the absolutely uh, the communication things that we. Um, it just they they bring up so many things that I think gets lost in in even our types of like public discourse sometimes, in the way that in which we attribute like human is like human uh, motives, human concepts, human attributes to things that might not you know need them or even understand them. And I think this one really showed or like should have been seen by a lot more people. I feel like in the way that people sometimes disprove is like, well, if they were, if they were there or if they were here, they would just like land and they would talk to us and they would be like, we would know. <laughs> so um, there are a lot of things that I was always annoyed by in the, like how skeptics sometimes yeah. um, push, brush it aside and just 
attribute their own skepticism and ideas to something that might not ever um, need it. Yeah. Uh, and I think, yeah, so from that point of view, I think that movie did it a lot of justice. It sort of removed a lot of the, um, the stigma of fear, I would say, this like, yeah. Um, yeah. probably it's not some, something we have to be too afraid of. I completely yeah. agree, man. And I'm glad you said about the language thing, because that really stood out for me so much more because it really showed a different angle and a different way of thinking of <clears throat> making like not just a straightforward alien Hollywood movie that we've seen a yeah. million yeah. times. It really, so I, I completely agree. Now, what about UFO documentaries? Is that something that you've always watched or like to follow along with or try and catch when you can? I, I see a few every now and then. Um, I think I saw a recent one with JJ Abrams, the the one yes. it's a four yeah, part. It's a one. Um, yeah. I thought it was really good. Uh, it was interesting. I think most of the things that were said there, I've already heard in, from other places. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and my problem sometimes is with Hollywood, even documentaries become so caught up with like making it accessible to Hollywood. It's sort of, maybe not Hollywood per se, but just this way. I, I was watching the secrets of the Skinwalker Ranch recently. Yeah, that's great. And, as well. and I, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's something really interesting that's happening there. But sometimes I think the way that they frame this thing becomes so hard for me to absorb and to yeah. um, like some, if everything is exciting, nothing actually is. And that's the way that they sort of, everything that happens on that ranch suddenly takes on this mystical mystical quality. And I'm like, well, you're saying it's crazy or it's weird, but what about it is actually weird? What about it is just, you know, placebo yeah. or something else? So, yeah. and I, I, like, I still think like those things have merit and I think they should do, continue doing what they do. <clears throat> um maybe my problem is just with some other people there <laughs> i don't know if like you know when you're reacting like crazily to everything it becomes a little bit much for me yeah um, no, absolutely and also it's a tv I don't show know. as well so it's going to be there's going to be a bit of like dramatization as well attached to it so you've got to you know think 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 yeah. that side of things as well so yeah yeah exactly hmm. um but i think I think I, I really like the JJ Abrams thing and I think it's yes. but yeah, I've seen some people that I saw the one with Stephen Greer, serious disclosure. Was that the new one he's just brought out? I think it was a few weeks ago now. Yeah, that, yeah, it could have yeah. been. Yeah. Yeah, I, I won't mean, say too much about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I mean I, I don't I don't know. I feel a little bit iffy about the, that sort of thing um, yeah. doesn't really ring well to me. This whole thing, the it's it's um, it's playing into the hands of people who want to see charlatans and all these kind of thing into this world. I think, or into this topic, uh, or at least it makes it very easy to do so. And like, I don't doubt that he's actually very passionate about a lot of things in this uh, in this area, but I. I just, it's hard for me to swallow it. I guess it's just, 
course. Yeah, yeah, yeah I completely agree. That, yeah, it's difficult with Greer. Yeah, it's a difficult one with Greer. It's like you know his 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 like early work from back in like like the early two thousands with like the yeah, disclosure, um, disclosure, um, I forgot what it is now. Disclosure, disclosure project. project. Yeah. yeah, um, that was really good. And then all of a sudden he's kind of taken a detour and he's kind of, you know, his he's kind of um, alienated himself from like the like like the community um mm. in a way so it's a shame to see but yeah 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 so did you have any other questions josh yeah i was i was going to ask just about um in terms of like the dj world and stuff um is is there anyone else who like you speak to in like the dj world who's kind of interested in this at all or any like is it like openly discussed i mean in like the DJ <laughs> world, if that makes sense yeah um i'm guessing if it is i'm not part of it no, not really. Um, <laughs> I I tend to. I mean, I have a lot of friends um, in the DJ world. I don't usually talk about this to them. Um, I think it's still, and I'm fine with it. Like, I, I don't need to talk to a yeah. lot of people about this topic in general. But <clears throat> I don't know many other DJs who would like be relatively open about it. Yeah, um, yeah. I just felt a little bit more encouraged to start doing i mean this and my podcast and stuff like this a little bit more openly because i was sort of sensing some type of paradigm shift happening just in terms of public discourse and and the way that people saw these things and um now you people don't have to take my word for things anymore you can just log on to 60 minutes or even the pentagon's website to exactly to um, to hear things so it gave me a little bit more. I mean, I still every every now and when I bring it up, people are like, "Oh wow, you're into UFOs? That's like that's a cool thing." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "It's like, I mean, it's good. It's like a positive shift, I would say." But um, I'm not sure how 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 far that in like interest actually goes. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And you mentioned your podcast there. I think Josh had a question about that as well, didn't you, Josh? <laughs> Yeah, it was just, well, I think you touched on it there, really. But just like the inspiration behind it um, and just like your future plans and how you see it going in like the next few months or years, really. Yeah. Um, so it was really a um, project that was started because, um, I mean, it was a, definitely part of a wider marketing campaign. Um, yeah. I have an album coming out and all these kind of things. And... So I was talking to people that I was working with, but also my friends who were like, you're not actually showing too much of yourself on social media. You're not really very out there. And I don't think a lot of people know what I do in general yeah. or what interests yeah. me. And it's, <clears throat> and I mean, partly that's by design. I, I like, I like to keep certain things private, but yeah. um, so I was like, oh, I mean, if you want, I can like, I have, I can talk about this question about aliens and UFOs and the universe and all these kind of things. It's something I can talk about for hours in the right company. And they were like, well, just just start a podcast. And so I was like, okay, I'll start doing that. I have no, no knowledge about how to run this or what to do. But the idea for now is at least to have some people like musicians mostly um, come on board and sort of, talk about what they feel about the topic and some things are, are going to be a little bit more surface level i assume and yeah but hopefully some people are gonna you know tell me things that i had no idea about and 
so I, I, there, there are no like long plans for it at all. I'm just sort of winging it at the moment. And um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 just a fun thing to do for now. No, it's, it's great. I mean, I've watched the first two and um, I've really enjoyed them. And I, I think it gives a good uh, perspective. I mean, because, you you know, it's all about uh, musicians talking about this. So I think that's really interesting, um, especially mm. for me, because my background's kind of in music as well. So um, mm. I think it's really interesting. It's a great idea as well. And I just think it'll push the conversation forward eventually as well, which is what which is the most important thing. So it's really good. Yeah, that's what I hope. That's exactly what I hope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if people see you talking about the subject, they think, hang on, maybe I could talk about it. And it just spreads, yeah. doesn't it? You know, and I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. Anything to sort of lessen the stigma and the taboo around it, I think it's it's worth it. Yeah, no, that's it, man. So listen, before we finish, man, let's talk about the album briefly. Like, when's it out? Where can people pre-order it? Things like that. Like, just give us a breakdown of what to expect. So it's going to be out on uh, Friday the 3rd of September. Wow. And uh, very close, yes. Um, I'm just, you know, it's, uh, I'm obviously very excited for it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's been an insane amount of work um, to make it, and also afterwards. Um, so it's just going to be nice to. I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to have a breather. I think the campaign continues on for an indefinite future. But <clears throat> it's um, it's it's a nice thing to sort of let go and in some way start fresh and start thinking yeah. about the next type of music that you want to make and. Um, it's therapeutic. I think it was. I think ther- therapy is going to be the main key phrase to use for me when when it's actually out there. Um, but yeah, obviously excitement as well. Nice man, and it is available on pre-order now, I believe, and it's um, two color yes. LPs, t-shirt, art pack, and that looks amazing. Yeah, what I'll I do saw as well. your post on Instagram about the t-shirt before. I did see that. So yes. that <laughs> yeah. Sure, Thanks. Thank you so much. But yeah. when the video, when I drop this video, I'll put all your links in the description below as well, so people can go and check when the album will be out, so they can, where they can oh, buy it, where nice. they can find your podcast and anything else of yours. So yeah, man. Wow. So listen, man, I appreciate you joining me. I know you're not feeling 100 percent today, so we won't keep you any longer. But maybe in the future, six months down the line or whatever, if you want to come back and chat some more, that'd be fantastic, man. Really? I would love that. Absolutely. Thank you so guys so much for having me. It was super fun. Really, uh, my well, pleasure, man. Good luck with the album and everything, man. Yeah, and thank it's, you so it's much. It's been a pleasure to meet you as well. It's been a pleasure to meet you today. I really appreciate your time and things. Yeah, thank honest you. and all mine. Honest and all mine. Thank, thank you, guys. Man. Have a great okay. night. Have a great night. You too. Stay in touch. Take care, man. Bye bye. Bye bye. Ah, oh, man.